This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila. First up this hour, really, to no one's joy, the haze is back in many parts of Malaysia. So the ASEAN Specialized Meteorological Centre, or the ASMC, has been reporting recently of a severe transboundary haze in various places in Myanmar, Thailand and Laos. And it said that um, Level 3 alerts at the Mekong sub-region show that there are significant and persistent hotspot activities with widespread uh, moderate to dense smoke haze that has been observed over two or more consecutive days. Now, bringing this to a more local point of concern, uh, according to Minister of Natural Resources, Environment and Climate Change, Nick Nasmi, Nick Ahmad, um, we are currently experiencing haze that is being caused by peat fires as well as open burning. And he said that various government agencies were busy fighting uh, peat fires in Kampung Bio, Beres Lalang, in Bacho since late March. And the fires have started spreading to nearby villages, including Kampung Kual, Kampung Kual Kecil and Kampung Gondang. Other contributors to the haze is our hot weather, as well as the resumption of economic activities post-COVID-19. And largely the impact of this uh, is being felt in places like Penang, Kedah and Perlis, the northern states. But uh, KL, Kelantan and Johor are also recording unhealthy air quality. This is based on the air pollutant index or the API. Now, it feels like we talk about this so often that this should be almost uh, information that we know at our fingertips. But just a quick primer, uh, an API reading of between 0 to 50 is good, 51 to 100 is moderate, 101 to 200 is unhealthy, whereas 201 to 300 is very unhealthy. So if we look at what the situation is like on the ground, uh, Penang largely is recording moderate API levels. Um, Tanjung Bunga, meanwhile, though, has hit 118, which is unhealthy. Sagamat and Johor, 152, also unhealthy. Uh, in uh, the Klang Valley, uh, Chiras is recording 106, also unhealthy. Kale and Kota Baru are 107, unhealthy as well. Meanwhile, Tanamera and Klantan. 104, also unhealthy. So uh, as is common with haze, uh, this presents a health concern as well. Health Minister Dr. Zaliha Mustafa has said that the haze in, um, uh, basically says that Sakijang, uh, which is a town in Sagamat, recorded an unhealthy API reading of 145 to 150 yesterday. And she advised people in the area to be cautious of outdoor activities. Um, uh, the minister also talked about how haze can cause uh, issues such as eye inflammation, itchy nose, uh, sore throat, cough, flu, itchy skin, uh, as well as uh, cardiovascular impact in the long term. And she basically reminded people to stay home during the haze, particularly if uh, it's children with asthma. And this is coming at a particularly difficult time, right? We're just a week out, uh, just a few days, in fact, out from Raya. Uh, There's going to be a lot of interstate, uh, intercity movement. People obviously want to go out and spend time with people. So 
while this is a concern that we have perhaps gotten a little too used to, as frustrating as it might be, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't continue calling for better action to be taken when it comes to these issues. Because um, the haze, of course, is both a concern that is local, but also spans our international borders. Um, And so we will be trying to understand uh, the current situation as well as what more needs to be done. Uh, Very shortly, we will be joined by QGO. Kyu Jiayo, who is the Secretary of Chira, um, as well as Co-Deputy Chair of the Bar Council Environment and Climate Change Committee. In the meantime, we would like to hear from you. Have you been affected by the haze and uh, how are you coping? You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Beats, funk, mixtapes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.12. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila. And we've been talking about, um, well, look out the windows. Uh, Depending on where you are, you probably see... um, a grey blur in the in the distance, the haze, and we've been asking you: Have you been affected by it? How are you managing? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now is Q Jia Yo, who is Secretary of Chira, uh, an organisation that aims to address haze pollution. Uh, Jia Yo is also the co-deputy chair of the Bar Council Environment and Climate Change Committee. Jia Yo, good to have you with us. Hi, Shamila. Thanks for having me. Now, to start it off, start us off. The Minister for Natural Resources, Environment and Climate Change has said that the haze currently is because of peat fires and open burning. Uh, and this is really something that's been going on for decades. So before we jump into it, could you briefly tell us why this continues to happen? <laughs> yeah. So previously, when I was um, on BFM uh, talking about the haze, uh, we were essentially talking about haze pollution that originated geographically from Indonesia. So today, uh, the haze that we're breathing in now uh, is coming from the north. Um, so it, it is, uh, yeah, it, it's been a perennial problem. That's how it's been described, isn't it? Because it's been going on for, for decades. So um, I think the fact is, um, the uh, it is a complex problem, but a lot of work has gone in over the last decades. A lot of um, people across different disciplines have um, put uh, their efforts into this. I think what remain what what we where we are now is really on um, improving on the ease of holding um, people who contribute to fires and the weakening of ecosystems and uh, eventually to uh, to haze. Um, to account, holding them to account, because I think in the ASEAN region, we've uh, 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 in the previous decades focused on the ease of doing business. Now, really, we need to focus on the ease of holding to account as well simultaneously on the rule of law, essentially. Now, we are experiencing a heat wave, which both contributes to the haze. It also makes it worse. Could you explain how these are linked? Well, um, I guess it's uh, it can say you can say it is a cyclical. Uh, sorry, it, it kind of it's it's a, uh, it feeds into um, you know one the haze feeds into the heat and the heat of course uh, feeds into the fires. Um, but um, from a from a more scientific uh, uh, aspect, um, the 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 haze pollution that results from the smoke um, from from uh, you know from the smoke that's emitted. Um, can on one hand uh, contribute to warmer 
local temperature. But um, it's also possible that uh, haze pollution, because it blocks off sunlight, can result in lower temp local temperature on the surface. So um, there are various other uh, 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 meteorological um, um, factors at play on whether um, haze pollution results in hotter uh, temperature locally or a cooler temperature. But um, I think what needs to be emphasized, though, is that haze pollution is largely a man-made problem. It's not a, uh, a weather situation. It's not a, a, an act of God. Now, Kelantan, KL and Johor um, have currently um, reported areas recording unhealthy API readings. What have you been hearing from people on the ground? So um, I think, well, people are uh, saying very familiar things uh, when the haze comes. Uh, so um, we, we hear the usual uh, complaints of, of um, uh, uh, why are we having this again? Um, and what what's the progress so far in terms of the ASEAN cooperation on uh, combating haze pollution? So uh, I think, um, well, uh, it sounds like people are um, um, are really tired of this problem, and I think also uh, people are less and less tolerant to having this problem repeat itself again and again, especially when um, we, you know, um, people are are much more concerned about well-being and the quality of life. So what measures are currently underway to manage this current haze situation? But there are, um, I, I think we, we must say that there are many, um, there's a lot of effort um, at different levels, yeah? Uh, like say down at the micro level, schools, um, so for example, uh, like the Ministry of Education, they, they would of course, uh, uh, be sending out updates in terms of the air pollution index and whether it is safe uh, for schools to continue to run and whether uh, there should be uh, advisory against uh, outdoor activities uh, like PE classes. Uh, to uh, 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 domestic level, at a national level, where uh, the, uh, at a governmental level, um, we have various institutions, ministries, agencies that are uh, responsible for the um, quality of air whether it's, uh, well, in this case, it is ambient air, which is the outdoor air quality, uh, and also um, in enforcement of the uh, our, our conventional laws, let's say, the laws relating to open burning, laws relating to uh, operating of uh, agricultural plantations, example, or emissions from factories and vehicles. So all these, and then at a regional level, we also have a lot of, um, uh, mechanisms and um, there is the ASEAN agreement on transboundary haze pollution and uh, uh, under that framework uh, there are um, cooperate uh, co collaborative uh, mechanisms among the ASEAN countries to um, work together to better um, um, uh, prevent fires and when fires happen to work together to uh, help um, curb these fires. But while we are doing a lot, we are not doing enough because um, clearly the problems, um, the problem is swelling, is, is growing, right? Because the problem is closely tied to um, how we use our lands in ASEAN. And because of our uh, growing population, because of our needs for food security, for um, exports, for commodities, 
such as um, pulp and paper, such as palm oil and other produce. So um, the pressures, we've been opening up forests, we're opening up lands which pre shouldn't be uh, turned into plantations like peatlands. And we are uh, weakening our eco ecosystems. Uh, and, and, and so um, the supply chain in uh, that produces haze pollution is, is, is long, and uh, we need a coordinated way and an effective way uh, to actually bat battle this so that we can uh, curb the kind of um, economic behavior uh, so that we really reduce the risk of uh, haze pollution moving forward. And what would that coordinated and effective effort look like? Because part of the challenge here, of course, is managing cross-border transboundary regulations, which involve our neighboring countries. Yes. So, yeah, I think this is where um, we have uh, for some time now revealed that our legal frameworks uh, that, that produce this, you know, our sense that there is a rule of law are uh, absolutely inadequate um, for dealing with transboundary pollution. So uh, our laws, um, you know, while effective and enforceable, well, I won't say effective all the time, but enforceable, uh, the potential for enforcement is there going up to the borders of our jurisdictions. And so if um, even if there is a, uh, say, Malaysian business that has operations in uh, Indonesia and, and let's just say hypothetically operations in Laos, for example, or Thailand, uh, and contributes to uh, fires, whether on their own plantations or neighboring uh, forests and lands. Um, Malaysians who suffer from the consequent uh, transboundary haze pollution uh, will really have uh, no um, specific piece of law uh, to actually um, hold those um, parties to account. Well, it, it's it's very difficult. Let me just put it that way. So. I think what we need across the region and also domestically is to have laws that expressly um, uh, hold um, businesses that contribute to haze, uh, how, however they occur, whether it's domestic or, 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 or overseas, through their subsidiaries, through their uh, uh, other you know, um, legal vehicles, uh, holding them to account um, or at least holding, uh, getting them to provide information, right? Because a lot of the um, the challenges to holding um, um, those in the economic value chain to account is uh, we lack the information necessary to know um, who is responsible in various ways, yeah, and who cause uh, whose decisions cause uh, fires. So we, we need more information. Um, uh, and, and so holding to account can also include um, disclosure, more data around sustainability practices uh, throughout businesses um, value chains. And that uh, then can translate into uh, a, a, a stronger environment where the various stakeholders can hold uh, and can can contend uh, can hold people to account uh, can push for improvements for example because essentially the the haze problem is um, you know I talked about the changes in land use so we're just heightening the risk of fires because of our 
changes of, of the land. We cut out the land, you know? And so mm. um, like peatlands, we drain them, right? And then we convert them uh, for agriculture users. So what happens then is, uh, you know, um, for, for meters in, they are dry and they are very combustible. So a lot of lands um, end up becoming like tinder boxes. They are just large areas with very um, uh, with dry materials uh, and vegetation that is ready to combust. And when we have a, a dry season, then the chances of combustion becomes much higher. And when they do catch fire, they burn underground and they become really difficult to put out and control or manage and they spread, right? So, um, so essentially it's economic activity heightening the risk of fires. So we need to uh, then reframe or, or better frame the, the narrative of haze pollution as who is contributing, who are the ones who are contributing to the heightening of this risk? Because then they are contributing whether directly and often is indirectly to the, to the problem. Now, if they are uh, very indirectly involved, then the information that they could provide right, to public at large, to uh, people working in enforcement, to work, people working on uh, the civic uh, uh, movements, they could contribute to better accountability by sharing data, right? Publishing more data um, together with their sustainability reports. So do more so that there's more transparency into who are the stewards down the whole supply chain. And so who's doing enough? So I think um, the, the essentially, yeah, I think this 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 way of looking at it, um, and we see like businesses, um, they have they don't really have nationalities. They may re be registered uh, or listed in Bursa Malaysia, or they could be uh, listed in Singapore Stock Exchange or in Indonesia or Thailand. And their shareholders can come from different countries, and, and they can change. So I think it it really is about who's contributing to the problem, and who is. Uh, on the side of helping us uh, manage the problem. So a number of observers are pointing to the resuming of economic activities after the uh, pandemic and the lockdowns and that this is also contributing to our haze problem. Uh, what can you tell us about this? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think um, the for sure um, more economic activities now uh, with our lockdowns having been lifted uh, contributes to the problem, um, and and but the underlying uh, systems that um, or, or rather the absence of a system of accountability uh, has always been there, and so I think. Um, the the COVID uh, pandemic has is is a really good example of showing that just because for three years we we didn't really have haze in our skies doesn't mean that we are safe as we move forward. We are only safe when the rule of law works across the region, across the ASEAN region at least. But really, um, when a, the systems for holding uh, people who contribute to these pollution. Uh, directly or indirectly, um, uh, uh, and, and where we have systems to hold people to account better. That means we have more information, we have more uh, pathways for accountability and for remedies, where people who have suffered have uh, mechanisms to access remedies and get those who pollute to pay. 
when we build these systems, um, then only uh, we can be safer. Yeah. We have just about two minutes left. Now, Raya is, of course, around the corner and people are preparing to go interstate this week. How will this haze situation affect travellers who are heading back to their hometowns? It's not going to make it any more pleasant, isn't it? So I think, um, yeah, so um, uh, there were some times where uh, I think years ago um, when haze actually affected visibility on the highways, right, mm. and actually contributed to high uh, to pro accidents. Now, um, even if it doesn't uh, this time around uh, with the, the, the haze coming from the north, the sub-Mekong region, um, it's still going to make it very unpleasant for people in their Baju Raya, for people who are outdoors a lot because they're visiting and, you know, spending, really uh, spending time for children to be outside and playing. Um, it, it really is a damper on, uh, on, 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 on the uh, festivities. So, yeah, very unfortunate. Jayo, thanks for speaking with us today. Thanks for having me. That was Q Jiayo, Secretary of Chura, an organization that aims to address haze pollution. He's also the co-deputy chair of the Bar Council Environment and Climate Change Committee. Um, we've been speaking about the haze. Let us know, have you been affected by it? How are you coping? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We're getting a number of people sending uh, photos of views outside wherever they are as well. If you'd like to share, we would like to see them too. So send those through as well and keep it here. BFM eighty nine point nine. Beautiful festive moments. BFM eighty nine point nine. The business station. It is 5.38. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Charmila. And we've been talking about the haze and asking you, have you been affected by it? How are you managing? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We do have a number of thoughts that have come in. Uh, Ro has sent us a picture. It's a picture of a, uh, well, a rather lovely picture really of the sun juxtaposed against a hazy sky and Rose says pretty as it is the red sun is the first sign of haze being choked till red in the face like us that went dark um but yes, I agree. Um, the red sun usually is an indication that uh, all is not well in the sky. Uh, we also have um, Legion saying, we're seeing more cases of people admitted for asthma attacks, chest infections and other lung diseases. During the two years of COVID, we had no haze. Um, so Legion, I mean, yes, I think absolutely there's a health concern. The health minister has um, you know, issued warnings as well about not having too many outdoor activities and so on. Um, and to your point about the two years of COVID and not having haze, um, yeah, it is something that um, people are pointing out that, in fact, some of what we're seeing now is due to the resuming of economic activities that we didn't see during the, the times of the lockdown. But just to go back quickly to what our guest earlier was talking about. So Jaya was talking about how... Um, this doesn't mean that we grow complacent, that we actually need to um, we need to figure out policies that work for us in the long term, um, taking into account the fact that economic activities um, and livelihoods are, in fact, important and essential. And we cannot um, assume that 
we cannot assume that we are going to be able to do this without figuring out something that's comprehensive, that takes into account different stakeholders and different countries in this case. Um, Aslan, meanwhile, says the only time when we want more rain than ever to wash off all the dust from the sky in time for Hari Raya. Hashtag Gamas Mangamas. Ah, Aslan, yes. Hashtag Kamas Mangamas indeed. Um, and this time even on a, um, I suppose, a, a larger level. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... I think when we see grey skies right now, we're not sure whether it's the rain or the haze. Um, most of the time, I'm hoping it's the latter. Uh, but that said, I, I remember how just actually a couple of months ago, we were talking about how um, it was raining all the time and, and, you know, worries about flood and so on. So, I don't know, a little bit of rain, I think, to clear out the skies would be really nice. Um we also have uh, a couple of other messages. Dahlia saying, right now I'm in my office looking outside the windows, overlooking the buildings. It looks misty out there. Everything feels stuffy and suffocating, even for me. And I don't even have asthma or a sensitive nose. Dahlia, I agree. I do have a sensitive nose and I feel like the last few days it's been difficult to breathe. Um, it's just also been really warm. And and uh, and because of that, it just feels like the, the grayness and the heat is oppressive and and just really unpleasant to go out. So, which brings us back to Aslan's point and, and something that a number of people are pointing out, right? That it is just a few days out from Raya. And if this continues, it's not going to be a very pleasant time outside. Uh, but do keep those thoughts coming. Um, we are asking you, have you been affected by the haze? How are you managing? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. So keep it here. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.